broadcasting live from the Santa Lucia Highlands through the heart of the Casterville Artichoke Fields, westward to the Elkhorn Slough, and south to the rugged Big Sur coastline. You're listening to What's the Plan? A weekly discussion with local thought leaders about the future of Monterey County. And now, here's your host, Mr. Paul Wyant. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What's the Plan? Exciting guest today, Mr. Steve McShane. He is District 3 City Councilman for the City of Salinas and also the President of the Salinas Chamber of Commerce. Looking forward to this conversation. Lots of great questions for him. But first, let me remind you that I'm Paul Wine, owner of Express Employment Professionals in Monterey County. At Express, we can help your business find great people. So give us a call today, 831-920-1857, or find us on the web by Googling Express Employment Monterey. Steve, welcome to the program, buddy. Well, it's great to be back with you, Paul, and uh, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing, not just to to bring attention to issues of importance to local business and to local government forward through this terrific program with Mark Carbonero, but but also for your daytime role. We were just chatting uh, about how important employment training placement is is right now. Uh, you know, with employment, uh, you know, uh, unemployment being just so historically low for so long, uh, even the city of Salinas and so many local businesses are struggling. So thank you for Express Employment Professionals of Monterey County. Uh, thanks for the plug, Steve. Yeah, I'm on the Workforce Development Board, and it is, you know, obviously it's related to housing and other things, which we talk a lot about on this program, but it is really tough. If you imagine just starting out as a like a young person and having to live on like 15, 16 bucks an hour in our area, it is really, really tough out there. So you find a lot of the talent uh, really chooses not to stay here. And that that's what we, you know, I love talking about that on this program. And it's, it's, it's discouraging, but there's also a lot of opportunities. So, uh, but I don't want to get mired too much in that. Tell us about, so tell us about your reelection district three of the uh, Salinas uh, um, Salinas uh, City Council. Uh, how did that race go, and and what are you looking forward to with your next term? Sure. Yeah, we can we can talk city and we can talk chamber. Uh, city Council. Uh, very excited. Uh, this is my fourth term. I've spent twelve years on the Salinas City Council. I think we've made a lot of progress. I'm probably most proud of the improvements to our downtown steps that the local government has taken to bring in private investment. Our downtown is arguably one of the most vibrant in the county right now. I mean, it's just really, really doing good things. Uh, doesn't come without its challenges, parking, you know, and whatever else. But 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 it's it's headed in the right direction. Um, you know, looking ahead, you know, I, I ran on a platform of supporting public safety. You know, you want a safe community that you can raise a family in, and you know, keep a, a strong economy going. Uh, but also looking at infrastructure, we just haven't kept up and it's, it's just so despicable. Certain streets that are third world potholes, you could, you could literally put your fist, you know, in and deeper. So, you know, we're, we're giving more to infrastructure and I think we'll see a majority, a super majority of the council that's been elected and is on there that'll better prioritize infrastructure. And then, of course, economic development. Uh, historically, Salinas has largely relied on ag and tourism, uh, you know, really a bedroom community to tourism on the peninsula. And 
And we've got some exciting developments. Uh, I just came back from a conference uh, at CSUMB related to air transport. We can comment on that. But uh, yeah, you know, so economic development, job diversification. Um, can't help but also the elephant in the room is housing. Salinas is poised to really take some giant leaps forward with our future growth area to the north. Uh, so it's just getting those those houses started. Um, I think that kind of summarizes what what looks what looks to be ahead. Yeah, yeah, you've done phenomenal work on the downtown corridor with the uh, the train station Main Street's great. You've got Alvarado Street Brewery there. You've got what uh, what uh, Bruce Taylor is doing with the old Dick Bruin building. Um, just just some great and all the other places. Lots of vibrancy, as you said. I got a question for you. It's been much talked about, but might as well ask you. It's a very small thing. Trader Joe's. Is there going to be a Trader Joe's in downtown Salinas? Gosh, you know, huh. you know, I think it'd be safe to say there's going to be a urban uh, style grocery ushered in within the next few years. I mean, that's all private sector, right? So it's hard for me to to wave a magic wand and say, behold, the grocery store. I mean, that that's just. That's not how it works. Yeah. Um, so Trader Joe's was not the only option, though I think it was the preferred option and, you know, rumored to be a high priority of Bruce Taylor that that owns the former Greyhound bus station, where that would become a joint use where you would see in the lot behind it, lot one, a parking structure, uh, a urban, suburban store grocery store concept and maybe even some housing uh you know that that's that's still being worked out that's yeah that's phenomenal and well what i was thinking is you're so you're also the president of the salinas chamber of commerce and what i what i was thinking there it's interesting because like in the monterey peninsula chamber of commerce they have a, a board member who attends like government meetings and does this stuff so you, you're kind of dual-hatted there so you don't you know that board and that whole committee you probably chair as well because you're not, you're at, you know, you're at the city council meeting. So I thought what a, what a great overlap that is. But uh, in those two roles, how do you see business developing uh, going forward beyond the, the downtown corridor and the housing up north? Do you think uh, like on Alisal and some of the other areas, the east and south, is there, is there some uh, vitality uh, improvement plans, maybe with the parks and that kind of thing? Well, you know, economic development's tricky. Um, you know, there's retention. Uh, there's there's retention and expansion prioritized just as much as we need to also prioritize attraction. So we have some major employers. Uh, Taylor Farms is obviously one of the biggest. Uh, Dole is big. Uh, healthcare, including Salinas Valley Memorial Healthcare System and Natividad Medical Center uh, being big ones. And, and some of the expansion of services and affiliated services along Abbott and up North Maine, uh, and and ultimately, really along Natividad, uh, up, up toward North Salinas. Um, you know, to the south of town, we've got, gosh, near 400 acres that's ready, or getting closer to being ready for expansion into cooling and vegetable processing, ag technology as it as it would be. The city has committed pretty serious money to updating and upgrading our industrial wastewater treatment uh, to the south of town off Abbott. And 
What that means is aging vegetable processing facilities, cooling facilities could be upgraded. And there's actually, you know, Growers Ice, which is a 40 acre plus industrial complex, you know, set with some pretty ambitious plans to invest nearly a billion dollars over time into upgraded and updated cooling, ag processing, and ag technology facilities uh, that that plays into that 400 acres south of town. So we are very much, uh, as a chamber, working closely with Growers Ice, working closely with Taylor Farms and others that have, you know, a big stake in in not just maintaining, but expanding. Uh, You know, we want to retain, we want to grow those businesses we're we're close and, and, you know, uh, very appreciative of. Uh, As to attraction, we've got some space uh, near the airport that I'm very excited about. Uh, There's a 220,000 square foot facility uh, development, if you will, being kicked around for the area right across from the airport. Uh, It's an old World War II vacant, uh, you know, call it plot of land that had barracks and administrative buildings. And that would be developed into kind of a multi-use commercial industrial sort of facility that, that could be subdivided in a lot of ways. So that developer uh, is is actively working on that. Uh, we've got an MOU to keep that moving along, which is really exciting. Um, and, then, wow. and then the future growth area. Just as much as I am excited for the housing, there will also be commercial and retail that that will expand to the north as well. Um, we see a lot of leakage. There was a study done 10 or so years ago called the Buxton study, and it showed that at least $500 million a year in retail leakage occurred to Salinas. And what that means is people are going to Marina Del Monte Shopping Center or Gilroy to do shopping that we could do or they could do in Salinas. And, and that just that just goes to show that we need to diversify and we need to focus uh, on on better developing, you know, a marketplace that, that would keep residents shopping here uh, and contributing to the local economy here in Salinas. That that is phenomenal. Uh, and I want to point out, I think in the the, the Salinas Chamber of Commerce Business Journal, one of the greatest papers in the county, uh, you did feature, I think, that wastewater plant back in August, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so and we could talk about this month. I'm looking at this month and, and you're you have to promote business in Salinas. You guys, uh, you're promoting um, a, uh, a permit, like a business permit reform. And can you talk a little bit about that to help grow our new business owners? Like, how, how is this permit uh, reform going to help them? Sure, sure. And, and thank you, Paul, for highlighting the business journal. Uh, you know, in surveys to our membership, the Salinas Valley Business Journal consistently shows up as a one number one or number two valuable asset to membership in the chamber. And it's available online free at www.salinaschamber.com. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a big priority for the chamber has been reform and improvement when it comes to the permit center. Uh, there was a business development task force, uh, business development committee that existed for many years that that was a select group of individuals 
to provide feedback and improvement advice to the planning and building process and permit center. That got mothballed uh, for a while, and I'm proud to say it's been reactivated. So, so that really probing article that that ran in November, you know, ushering in those reforms and the need for this committee was responded to. So they actually met yesterday. So there'll be some results on that, and I'm sure we'll report on it in the business journal. But, you know, to just put it in in a nutshell, you know, a good thriving local economy is dependent upon a city that can be responsive when it comes to proposals for development and improvement. Uh, And and I would say that the planning and building departments are are very committed to that. Um, You know, we're, we're seeing movement there. We can always do better and we will do better. Yeah, that that is that is really uh, a cool. That was interesting. It was, you know, I, reg- I registered with the uh, city, and it must have been five years ago, and it wasn't it wasn't too bad. You know, it was the uh, so I, I you know I didn't have too many problems. But I'm not a retail business, so I imagine with a retail business there might be other concerns with that. So um, moving to to back to downtown Salinas, put your maybe put your uh, city council member hat on. What is uh, the train service to uh, San Jose, can you talk a little bit about that and that development? How's that, how, the, how that's coming along? Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, the idea is that two trains in the morning, two trains in the afternoon or evening would get you from downtown Salinas at around 5 a.m. to downtown San Francisco about 7 a.m. Now, that's been talked about for over a decade. Uh, many steps have been taken to to further that along, uh, including acquisition of property uh, right away. Uh, the, the big hang up is the Capitol Corridor, which is the train service uh, that would would be in place. So I, I don't want to say they're not playing, but they're not playing very nicely. So we have our legislators involved, both Rivas and Caballero, to, to move that along. Uh, the trains that we would have in Salinas are currently spending the night in Gilroy. So all we are going to ask is that they go a little further, that they make a stop in Pajaro, and then ultimately come to Salinas to spend the night. Um, yeah, if I said it'd be another year, you know, I might, I, I'm guessing, right? Uh, it might be two years. Um, we're farther along than I've ever seen it. And the cool thing about that service is, you know, there's huge potential with all the surface lots that are down there by the rail station. Uh, so I think ultimately the vision would be mixed use and, and a lot of transit oriented housing near the rail station. Um, here's, here's an idea. Um, I'm just throwing this out there. You have like a, a 49ers express on Sunday or, 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 you know, or like a golden state warriors express. So it, it basically collects, people to go to the game uh all the way from salinas all the way to the stadium uh that would be kind of a, a fun thing to do but i don't know that would be uh would be something anyway yeah uh i i'd like that <laughs> so getting last time you were on you spoke a little bit about um uh housing at the train station you said dude, there was a, something like 400 units approved there and also i know that the old salinas um newspaper that that building was for sale with plans to build 
uh, affordable housing there as well. It was it was very reasonably priced. I remember, I think it was like $2 million for the building, but I think you had to commit to developing all those properties. Uh, is there any update on that from either the, either with your chamber hat or your uh, city councilman hat? You know, no, not on the California building. Um, you know, it was acquired and the developer and plans to, you know, roll out 20 or so housing units just didn't materialize. Uh, that type of reuse is very tough, especially when you're dealing with a property over 50 years old. And I think that building is closer to 80 or 90 years old. Uh, you know, I mean, you look at what happened with the old Bank building or the Bank of Salinas building and the Dick Bruin building in downtown Salinas. Uh, you know, those were those were real hard projects. Um, they're the kind of projects we want. We do want more housing downtown. We have, and I authored legislation as a council member to bring in something called adaptive reuse. So it's this these set of incentives that entice developers to take a historic or an older property and redevelop it, uh, like we saw with both the Bruin and the Bank of Salinas building. So, yeah, the Californian building would be a prime target. I, I will say we, me, myself and another council member, uh, Councilwoman Cromides, have made a request for future legislation to expand the adaptive reuse citywide. Right now, it only applies to uh, the downtown overlay district. And we are very much interested in saying, well, you know, let's let's make it work as it relates to the Sears building at Northridge Mall or the Orchard Supply Hardware building uh, at Laurel and Davis. Uh, there's plenty of space where we could we could do something really cool and, and really bring in more housing. I mean, that's that's a, a high priority right now. Yeah, the uh, the yeah, the problem you you noted like with the Dick Bruin building or that, or the, um, the bank building is that those buildings weren't designed with the sewage and water, uh, you know, infrastructure. So just to, to reuse that, you, you got to redo all that stuff. And I can imagine that government funding to help people finance some of that. Cause that is an enormous expense to go from a department store with like probably five or six plumbing fixtures in the whole building to whatever a large apartment building would have, which would be probably, in the hundreds. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's very expensive. And I, you know, that's the problem with many warehouses and things like that as well. Um, yeah. And so can you tell, how about the West end of town? I know that that is a uh, particular importance to you. Is there anything exciting going out there in Salinas on the Western side out by, uh, you know, uh, on the, on the furthest reaches towards uh, Spreckles? Yeah, I, I haven't seen much. Um, you know, there's holy ground out there when it comes to some of the most fertile soils in the Valley. Um, you know, the, the city has a solar farm that sits over where the old sewer treatment plant used to be kind of off of uh, God, is that Harkins road or not Harkins? I'm sorry. I think it's Harris road. Um, you know, I, every so often I'll, I'll, I'll have a conversation with somebody about, you know, an exciting way that that could be redeveloped. Uh, you know, wastewater is is kind of front and center. Um, you see, you mentioned we, we reported on it several times in the business journal because there is value in that wastewater as it relates to the Monterey Peninsula, uh, reusing it and ultimately 
after purification, injecting it into the ground or using it for potable water sources. Uh, you know, we do, we do need to make some improvements to our treatment facility that sits right off Davis. Um, and we're doing that, but you know, infrastructure is so expensive. It really is. So that's one of those items. I've been back in DC. I was there in March lobbying for resources for support for, you know, an up, upgrade to our sewer treatment plant. So that's, that's about the only thing out there. Yeah. I just could, well, I'll, I'll bring a, a more topical thing is there was a, you know, the police just arrested uh, uh, some folks that were uh, responsible for uh, a house party murder. So Selena's police has, have been doing a really good job of, of bringing down crime or, or bringing those those homicide cases and closing them uh can you talk a little bit about crime in salinas and and how the like really public perception needs to start changing because you guys are doing some really good work there i think you know we really are um when somebody listens to an npr account of poor policing in rural uh minnesota or idaho or you know some other small town or even a big city that's not in california um I really think it's misrepresenting the level of regulation and support for policing in California. We've got the highest standards in the nation when it comes to training and uh, preparation and technology, uh, accountability. And I would go farther with regards to the city of Salinas to focus on diversity, equity, inclusivity. You know, I know these are our taglines, but here in Salinas, uh, everybody Everybody that works for the Salinas Police Department has gone through training as it relates to DEI. Uh, and, and more importantly, you really under Adele Frise, we went through massive changes uh, to our recruiting and our orientation so that our policing is much more representative uh, of the community. That is more Latino, more female. Uh, and I'd go even further than that to say that, you know, as a department, um, we're very much more community oriented than I've ever seen. And I, I, I think this is all just terrific. Uh, you know, the Biden administration and the Newsom administration has really put a high priority on grant funding for social services, uh, you know, alongside policing. Now, you know, there's some cost-benefit analysis that needs to be done because you don't want a police officer to be paid the kind of dollars that we pay police officers to be a therapist. But, you know, there is the benefit of responding to a mental wellness or, you know, a mental uh, instability uh, call appropriately uh, and with the right training. So as a department, we're, we're doing a lot of that. Um, I would just say, you know, based on our annual report that we received earlier this year, as a department, violent crime is down. And that's kind of a phenomenon that COVID, COVID ushered in nationwide. But what we are seeing is a huge spike in personal property theft and crime. Uh, so, you know, you're all the Honda Accords in Salinas are getting broken into and really ticking a lot of people off while you just, you aren't seeing the murders, the rapes and everything else. So, you know, our department's still very busy, uh, very much um, overworked and, and as a result uh, injured. Um, so, 
you know, there's a lot of change and, uh, and it's not, not all for the bad. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that, that's I, the best. I have I to say, yeah. Well, I, I have to say, people from the peninsula. This is like kind of you know, the Canary and the coal mines that have, they go to um, jury duty. You know, right there in downtown Salinas, and a lot of them, I, a lot of my friends will tell me, "Wow, Main Street, it's really beautiful." Salinas is, you know, it gets a bad rep, I think, on the uh, on the peninsula. It's really great. You, you can do a lot worse than go to downtown Salinas, in you know, for lunch or for dinner because it's, it's beautiful. Um, I do want to. Uh, I did want to ask you a little bit um, about um, what what is next for the Chamber of the Business Journal. I know you're doing a lot more events and things like that. So what what is what's big on the on the uh, on the on the plate for the Chamber coming up? Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, the Salinas Valley Chamber of Commerce is the largest chamber in the region. Uh, we've got 750 members. We've been around over 100 years. Uh, we got four full time staff and four part-time, a lot of interns here from CSUMB, MPC, and Hartnell working daily uh, on social media, uh, website, but just member services types of stuff. We are very active. Um, you know, our calendar is robust, anywhere from seven to 12 events a month, including ribbon cuttings, mixers, uh, lunch and learns, lunch connects, uh, just tremendous networking and uh, education and outreach opportunities for businesses and partners. I think as a chamber of commerce, as as there's thousands of them across the United States, relevance is based on advocacy, information, and and call it vitality, mixing, doing things. There's an economic development component. Uh, you know, today and yesterday, I was at the DART conference at CSUMB. This is the drone robotics and technologies uh, conference that occurs every year. You know, we, we are a partner in the ag tech conference that occurs at Hartnell every year. So we're, we're doing a lot in that space. Um, but, you know, as, as a chamber, I've never been more excited. I've been here as the CEO one year. I sold my small business, uh, McShane's Nursery and Landscape Supply off Highway 68 a year ago. And I think I'm pretty proud of the results. You know, we're fully staffed, we're open, we're doing lots of things. You know, we're turning up the volume on workforce development, housing, crime, downtown. You know, I think, you know, there's a, there's a lot of space. And if I were to, to sort of look into the future, you know, we are the Salinas Valley Chamber. We've been doing more down the valley. I think in 2023, we'll see more of that, uh, whether it's in Soledad or in King City or Greenfield or Gonzales for that matter. Um, and we are really embracing... Uh, the fact that you know, we need to connect more with our Latino community and our Latino-owned businesses and make you know, diversity uh, a, a high priority. And, and we've done a lot there. I mean, I'm so proud of our board. I mean, we're yeah majority diversity uh, you know, representative board, which is really exciting. And you know, we'll, we'll continue down that path. Uh, we speak five languages in this office. Uh, it's a oh, wow. it's a much younger office. Uh, I think the average age is 29. We have uh, members of our staff from King City, Gonzales, Salinas, uh, and North County. Um, so we really, we really are a representative office with with a lot of energy and excitement for our mission. Yeah, that that is great. Yeah, I, I do love the everything you're doing. Salinas Valley Chamber is. Um, yeah, it's it's really coming up. I, I under your leadership, you've got you've made some great strides. I'm sure you miss running uh, McShane's Nursery, though. I, I don't know. Uh, oh, I but, do. Uh, I mean, I garden more than I ever have, uh, and I go and visit Bouquet and uh, 
you know, some of the other garden centers on the peninsula. Um, so you can't take that out of the, out of the guy that has a green thumb, so to speak. Um, but I do love the chamber work and, and we've brought it up a couple of times, but the Salinas Valley business journal is, and has even more so become so relevant. Uh, we expanded this year from nine issues a year to 12. We expanded this year from 20 pages to 24. And in 2023, we're going to have an annual super issue visitor's guide that'll come out in March. And we're going to go even further in Q2 to 28 pages. Uh, wow. so, so there's definitely a, a place for local you know, business and community-oriented media. You know, what's going on in our community? What are the issues facing our community? I think some of our local print advertising, you know, isn't is it what it was. Oh, well, that Mark is, uh, you know, pulling us off the stage with you. Boy, that's Steve. it. You're a, a great guest, as always, Steve. Please come back more often. We love hearing about Salinas and all the great work you're doing. I want to remind you that I'm Paul Wine, owner of Express Employment Professionals of the Monterey County at Express. We can help your business find great employees. So Google... Express Employment of Monterey County. Also, you can find this program at What's the Plan Monterey or on iTunes and Spotify. I want to thank Mr. Steve McShane, District 3 City Council member and president of the Swings Valley Chamber, Mr. Mark Carbonero, greatest producer in the business, and of course, David Marzetti, host of the Saturday morning Shagbag Radio Show at 9 a.m. right here on 1460 a.m. and 101.1 FM. Thanks, and join us again next week. Thank you. Thank you.